Hi guys, welcome to Hauntedology. My name is Megan. I'm your host and along with my mom, who is your co-host, we tell you stories every week that are of hauntings or paranormal activity in different cities or a city in America and eventually the rest of the world. It is our belief that every city has a story to tell and it's our job to tell it. So we thank you guys for listening and we can't wait to dive into this week's episode. So let's go. Jim Williams, by now we all know who he is. He had a paranormal experience at the Owens Thomas house. He owned and lived in the Hampton Lilybridge house. He was even the one who had it exercised. In its many years of existence, the Mercer Williams house has seen many tragedies and the people who called it home quite possibly have been more affected by hauntings than any other citizen in Savannah. Yet, every house says that so I don't know how how much truth you want to put into that we take that with a grain of salt but the tragic events that have occurred throughout the Mercer Williams house history are a clear indication as to why it is said to be so haunted this spooky yet majestic house on Montreal Square is a place shrouded in mystery and a vessel for a thousand ghost stories the Mercer Williams house today is most associated in the mind of society via its infamous mentioning in the novel Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. The book's author was Jim Williams. The book, which was later turned into a film directed by Clint Eastwood, the infamy related to the house stems from the murder of Danny Hansford, who was the assistant and lover of the home's owner, Jim Williams. As a result of its tumultuous past, the Mercer Williams house has become a favorite attraction for those visiting Savannah. I'm sure it's from the movie. Well, people have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Because it was a movie and it was a book and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I heard the title of the book for years before I even knew it was a book. I just knew it was a title. <laughs> like, I just, I just knew the, knew, I knew it was a phrase. Yeah. And then yeah. I found out where it came from. Well, I live here my whole life, blah, blah, blah. And I thought it had something to do with Bonaventure. The Mercer Williams is now owned by Jim Williams' sister, Dorothy Kingry who runs it as a museum. The Mercer Williams is actually located at 429 Bull Street and stands on Monterey Square, which is also haunted, square itself. Okay, of course. In Savannah, Georgia. The house was designed for General Hugh Whedon Mercer by architect John S. Norris. Norris was New York born and raised before coming to Savannah where he enjoys success in building houses, churches, and lighthouses throughout the area. In 1860, ground was broken on the Mercer property, but construction was halted due to the Civil War. As for Norris himself, well, he quickly moved back up to his home state just before the war began. Around the year 1868, the house was completed by its new owner, John Wilder. As the Confederate General Hugh Whedon Mercer was unable to finish his dream home, Interestingly enough, the general was also the great-grandfather of songwriter and lyricist Johnny Mercer, and oddly enough, the house would never be home to any of the Mercer family. Wow. 
Okay. During a period of time in the 20th century, the house was home to the Savannah Shriners Ali Temple. You know, those old guys and the funny hats who drive really tiny cars? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know them. I really want to take a quick moment and give a huge shout out to Podcorn for sponsoring this episode. I have had so much success since using Podcorn that I just had to share it with you guys. Podcorn is a marketplace that connects podcasters to sponsors with opportunities such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and much more. The best part is that there's no middleman. You work exclusively with the brands, collaborate, set your own rate and choose your own opportunities. Podcorn also ensures you that you are protected and compensated for your work. This episode is sponsored by Podcorn. Now back to our show. After the Shriners tenure, the house rested in a vacant state for nearly 10 years before it finally found a new owner in 1969. The new owner was the much talked about Jim Williams. Williams was known about town as an antique dealer, preservationist, who also had a love affair with Savannah's history and architecture. In the year 1955, Williams was just 24 at the time when he bought three houses on Savannah's East Congress Street. In 35 years, Williams bought and restored over 50 houses, including the one that now bears his name. That's impressive by the age. 24, was it? 24 is when he bought three houses, and in 35 years time he had bought and restored over 50 yeah he must have been really good at what he did undoubtedly but that explains why he didn't automatically move into the hampton lily bridge that explains why he just decided to move in to prove everybody wrong Mm -hmm. and prove them right After a meticulous two-year restoration process, Williams successfully renovated the house, making it once again a grand site. So, satisfied with its outcome, Williams decided to make the house his permanent residence while using the carriage house out back for his antique restoration business. Williams was also known to throw wildly extravagant parties that surely would have made Daisy Buchanan swoon. Williams was also known at their wildly extravagant parties. These good times came to an end in the year 1981 after the shooting death of Williams' assistant and lover, Danny Hansford, a former prostitute with a past almost as questionable as the Mercer Williams house itself. Oh, dang, dog. Oh, Savannah. Oh, oh, dang. Okay. This is educational. <laughs> That's <laughs> the PG program. Parental guidance is, is, is um <laughs> suggested. Thank you. Okay. <coughs> Williams was charged with Hansford's murder and subsequently tried four times for the crime. The first trial. Subsequent. Thank you, Grammar Nazi. <laughs> Sorry. Williams was charged with Hansford's murder and subsequent subsequent Williams was okay, I can't laugh when I say that. He was <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Williams was tired of pants for the <laughs> <laughs> Williams was charged with hand with hands for its murder. Williams was charged with <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Williams was charged with hands for its murder and subsequently tried four times for the crime. The first trial ended with him receiving life in prison, though many people speculated that Williams was only convicted because he was gay, especially at this point in time. The judgment was later overturned upon the discovery of contradicting police reports. It was far from over, though. Yet another trial, this one was the third, ended in a hung jury. But two years later, the fourth and final trial ended with Williams being found not guilty. Well, good Lord, you're trying to make these guys have a few different verdicts. Either that or he's just on cold guilty and you need to quit trying. <laughs> but I mean, I could definitely see at this point in time why his status would could have affected his outcome, especially oh, yeah. at that point in history, in the location that we're located in. Anyway, I mean, he's <clears throat> naming no specific cases. You got enough money, you can get out of anything, no matter how many people you murder and leave in puddles of blood. Drink team! <laughs> Leaving no names, though. Leaving no names whatsoever. The puddle of blood. It, yeah, there's no... When you're guilty, half you're evidence left there, half evidence left in your property, but still leaving yeah. no names. Yeah. Mm. No names. So you've got enough money, you can get off. Mm-hmm. Completely unrelated topic. And if you don't have enough money, you can be convicted of anything. That's very, very, very true. You have done absolutely, absolutely nothing wrong. But all the money thing. Ain't it though? <clears throat> After about six months, his... About six months after his not guilty verdict, Williams, who was at home, was stricken with pneumonia and ended up dying from heart failure. He allegedly collapsed to death near the spot where Hansford was shot dead. In the years to follow, no one else was ever charged with the murder of Danny Lewis Hansford. They probably didn't even look anymore. Probably not. Yeah, you know. Once I think I found enough evidence, I think I'm right. Oh, you know me. I'm a total crime junkie. Like, I listen to their podcast 24-7 when I'm not doing my own. So, they've done several cases where the evidence and everything clearly pointed to mm-hmm. the right suspect. But the police had already had their sights set on making person mm-hmm. A guilty. Exactly. Regardless, come hell or high water, whatever it took, person mm-hmm. A was guilty. They found their person. They quit looking. Because you can't look stupid because you pretty much convicted this person. Well, then you go, oh, crap, it was so wrong. I don't look stupid if I say that I was wrong. You just got to leave it that way. Yeah. No. <clears throat> right is right. Wrong is wrong. Yeah, I mean, you can't condemn an innocent person because you don't want to look stupid. Exactly. Take but it like a man. Like it doesn't happen every day. Every day. But why have one murder or Back to the Mercer William House, <laughs> rather than 
the verdicts and everything else, since we are talking about the house in this podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> Why only have one murder when you can have two? Yeah, for the price of one. Williams and Hansford apparently are not the only two deaths that the property has seen over the years. Of course. In 1969, before Williams actually bought the house, a boy named Tommy Downs, who was only 11 years old, entered the abandoned house supposedly to chase birds. Although I don't know how much I believe that. Yeah, I mean, there were what, all the doors and windows open. Birds don't just fly out. Somehow the boy fell from the roof of the house. Mm-hmm. Rumors suggest that he fell from the roof, while others believe he fell from a second-story balcony. The fall in and of itself would prove deadly for most kids, but Tommy's tragic fall was made all the more gruesome as the boy landed on a wrought iron fence. Oh, snap. Yes. Ouch. With the spike top lodging mm-hmm. in his head. Yeah, that, that's pretty much, that's, that's it. That's a dead ring. Yeah. coming back from that. No. Lord bless Many are suspicious of the claim that the boy was chasing birds on the rooftop of an abandoned house. And some even wonder if maybe little Tommy was pushed or possibly thrown to his grisly death. There's no no evidence to support that, though. This tragedy, it looks to be nothing more than just an accident. Evidence-based, that's all they can find. I got that, but... A kid chases a bird in the ha- into a house. And where'd you get the story about the bird? Yeah, who knew who knew he was chasing a bird? Exactly. Probably the person that pushed him off the roof. Probably the second story balcony. Whichever one came up. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, and not only that, how'd this kid out get all the way up to the roof of an abandoned house? And know. one kid goes, hey, I want to go into an abandoned house. Well, I'll maybe. chase a bird in the oh, Come on. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, no. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, there's something. And once again, though, here's a case of we mm. want to just brush it off. We don't feel like investigating it. So let's drop it. What if I said a million times in this podcast already, do not die in Savannah. <laughs> if we don't lose your body, we'll botch your investigation. Well, hopefully it's a little better than it was back then. However, it's been alleged that a friend of Tommy's claimed that he saw the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And that it was as if someone or something had pushed Tommy to his death. The only problem with that is that Tommy was alone. Now, you know, all the dark history surrounding this house only makes it make more sense that it has some hauntings. The Mercer Williams Williams House Museum, while open to the public, is not highly excited about the home's ghostly reputation. As well, their association with the novel Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. The current owner of the house, Dr. Dorothy Kingery, William's sister is usually rather tight-lipped when it comes to stories about her notorious brother and even more dismissive when it comes to the paranormal activity at the house. In fact, she claims 
she's never had an experience of the supernatural kind. Hmm. But that does very little in actually swaying others from sharing their own ghostly experiences involving the house. The Mercer Williams' most famous resident is unquestionably Jim Williams himself. Some say he was a killer. Others say he was, at worst, very eccentric. Years after the trials, Judge George Edward Oliver, who presided over three of the trials, was quoted as saying, That son of a gun, Jim Williams, was absolutely guilty of cold-blooded murder. The judge went on to add, I don't blame him. That boy he shot, referring to Danny Hansford, was trouble with a capital T. Okay. And that's Southern justice. (laughs) Or at least he used to be. Even if you, like the judge, believe Jim Williams to be a guilty man, you must admit he didn't really get away with anything after all was said and done. Even as the trials ended and he breathed air as a free man, he only lived for six months in his house. And then he died. Since William's death, those members of the staff who worked inside his house, in the after hours, of course, have time and time again seen the ghost of Jim Williams. Most frequently, it is said that he appears in full apparition form walking up and down the halls of the house. Oddly enough, that it's William's ghost hanging around, though, as he believed that Danny Hansford's ghost was on the property when he was alive. Okay. <clears throat> it makes complete sense, though. The biggest single event in Midnight the Garden of Good and Evil, and maybe in the entire history of the house, was Danny Lewis' heart was the murder of Danny Lewis Hansford. So it would make sense that Danny's soul would have stuck around over the years. Yeah, but has Danny been sighted since Jim died? Well, it's been alleged that Williams became so distraught by Hansford's lurking spirit that he reached out to a voodoo practitioner to rid Hansford's soul from the house. According to some, they do not believe the voodoo practitioner's cleansing of the house worked, as in their minds, it was the ghost of Danny Hansford that killed Jim Williams. Remember, he didn't die from his cancer. he died of heart attack. See, I kind of was kind of sort of thinking that, and it was right in the spot or near the spot exactly. where he was killed or, he, or where he was murdered. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe what goes around comes around. So maybe you know you gotta be careful what man you choose, whether you're a man or a woman. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> never the chase same. men. Never chase men or buses, people. There's always the next one around the corner. Ooh. And if you're dumb enough to kill one, move out of the house. (laughs) His soul was clearly unable to move on, while the man who had killed him lived on as a free man. So he extracted his revenge, scaring Williams to death, which could be possible, especially when considering Williams' lifeless body was discovered in almost the same spot in which Danny had been shot nearly a decade earlier. Apparently, if you get murdered or die at this mm-hmm. home, you tend to never look. Apparently, if you get murdered or die at this home, you tend to never leave it. The little boy from the story earlier, he's said to have been seen there as well. Another ghostly tale 
that is told about the Mercer Williams house is that the spirit of the young boy, Tommy Downs, who fell to his death, continues to roam the property's grounds to this very day. An especially grim version of an encounter with the ghost of the young boy is that this tortured young soul has reportedly been seen reenacting the final moments of his life caught in a loop of horror forever, falling off the roof of a house and onto the iron spikes of the fence. Well, then can you imagine living your death with a constant migraine? It's gotta hurt him. Come on. <laughs> Poor old fella. Not even reliving your death every day for eternity, but the migraine is going to cause. Yeah. It's in there for a migraine. What? That's sad. It's just so sad. Poor old guy. To even imagine the sight of a small child impaled onto a fence, though, is a ghastly nightmare waiting to. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. The sister of the young boy who died from that fall has said that the story of her brother's death is indeed true. She recalled that the medics had to cut the spike off of the fence and attempt to save his life. She still remembers seeing the medics rush her brother off to the hospital despite knowing that it was already too late. Oh, I mean, after all, how could anybody survive that fall? Can you imagine being a child and to watch that? And especially with it being your brother. Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. That's got to stick with you. Well, I mean, being a child and seeing it in general, mm-hmm. but then especially being your brother. Mm-hmm. Many tourists have actually walked past this house over the years and are reportedly just so amazed by its timeless beauty that inevitably, you know, they take out their cameras to take a picture with the house in the background. And what they don't realize at the time, well, that. And while they don't realize it at the time, they leave with way more than they could have ever bargained for in that little picture. So just imagine yourself for a second. You just got back from Walgreens photo. You're flipping through all the pictures you took while on your trip to Savannah. Then you finally get to the photos of that beautiful Mercer Williams house. And you once again find yourself marveling at the majestic home and just how beautiful it really is. But then, wait a minute. As you examine the photo more closely, it happened. The ghost photobomb. And then you see it. (sighs) Ghost photobombing is not commonplace, but it has been reported numerous times amongst those those who have visited the Mercer Williams house. Not only do these ghosts photobomb, but they also throw parties. During Jim Williams' tenure as the owner of the home, we already talked about his love for throwing extravagant Mm -hmm. parties, and everyone in town knew it. Specifically, his Christmas parties were what became the stuff of legend, as his Christmas party was like the social event of the year. Every member of Savannah's high society would clamor for the invite, and it always made the self-made Williams just gleamed with pre- pleasure that everybody wanted to come to his house, his party. That's self-success. <clears throat> After his acquittal in 1989, Williams threw his last lavish Christmas party before his death, less than a month later on January 14, 1990. In the years following, the house sat kind of quietly, but Five years later, reports of parties being held at the house began to sprout. 
one problem. Dead men don't throw parties. Not usually. At least one would assume that to be the case. However, this is Savannah, one of the most haunted cities in the country. So why can't it go throw a party? Got a little bit of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's alleged that if you pass by the Mercer Williams house on the night which Jim Williams would throw his annual Christmas party, you'll see the chandelier's light illuminate the whole house, painting images of the guests in the windows as they move from room to room. Some even claim to see the one, yeah. Some even claim to see the women in their best societal gowns and the men dressed to the nines as they enter the house, showing up to the festivities fashionably late, of course. The Mercer Williams House is truly one of the great historic homes in Savannah and also one of the great and powerfully haunted homes in Savannah. And, as a matter of fact, for that, the entire state of Georgia. The home is filled with forces that can overpower the strongest of minds. Here, one's emotions can what? Here, one's emotions can quickly slip from your control as soon as you take one step through its front door. So, if you are just bursting at the seams to get in on this ghostly activity, the house is open Monday through Saturday between the hours of 10:30 and 4:10 p.m. and Sundays between 12 and 4. Just don't go asking the owner or the staff about any ghostly happenings. Number one, they'll dismiss your questions like you're crazy. And number two, they won't appreciate them either, and you probably won't get invited back. Well, okay. Um, But if I go in these times, I wasn't invited in the first place. So... I won't get invited back. So what? Mario. <laughs> and if you're not going to appreciate the fact that that's why most people go to these places in Savannah, then you really ought to not be around there. Because that's what people are going to Exactly. What we want to see you go, she say, you got them, bring them on. You're ghosty. Give me a little hand on the shoulder, do something. <laughs> a cold breeze, come on. A little spooky wookie. <laughs> So I take home, tell everybody, like, come on, come on, bring it on. Preferably no marks left, though. Bruce her, leave me out of it. <laughs> I feel like goes to the Moon River hitting the old grandma. <laughs> that was just me. Old grandma. Old grandma. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I do all of the writing and compiling of all the different stories myself. And it means a lot that you guys will sit here and listen to what I have to say. If you would like to reach out to me on social media, you can go to Instagram and go to at Megan Noel Podcasts. So M-E-G-A-N. N-O-E-L podcasts or my personal Instagram at the Megan Noel. Thank you guys so much for listening and I really appreciate it. If you guys could give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show, that would be amazing and we would be forever grateful. Thank you guys and 
I cannot wait to tell you the next story.